This is the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Grady. Welcome to the show, everybody. I want to say thank you all for listening, no matter where you are in the world. I really appreciate your support. And today I have a guest, as always. And before we get started, I want to talk about what I do, personal finance, and I help people with money and business and in life. If you're struggling financially and you want to move from where you are to where you want to be, your finances, check out my website at dakotagrady.com for resources that can help you on your financial journey. And if you have a business, specifically a nurse practitioner who owns her own practice or his practice, check out my website at theatdop.com for accounting, taxes, and business advisory solutions. That's theatdop.com, T-H-E-A-T-D-O-C.com. So today's guest is Ms. Jessica Featherson with Thoughtless Thoughtful Gifts. Some mouthful. So it, I met Jessica recently in a networking group. So she has a business I was interested in learning more about. So Jessica, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. Yes, ma'am. So Jessica, tell everyone about what you do and who you are. Okay. So again, my name is Jessica Featherson. I am the founder and owner of Thoughtless Thoughtful Gifts. So we are a date night company, which basically means that we handle and assist with everything um, from A to Z when it comes to date nights. So we create custom date nights in a box. We provide date night planning services, date night setup uh, for couples as well as families, just making it easier to spend time with your family and create those memories without the task of having to put everything together. So you said that you said your name or your business really quick. <laughs> I apologize. So it's thoughtless, thoughtful gifts. I'm so used to saying it, it comes out so easy. Yeah, that's what I was referring to because I had to slow down and say it. So you've been practicing a whole lot then, obviously. <laughs> Why did you start this business? I mean, I've known two people, you and another person started something similar, but the guy, he started his internationally, but why, why this type of business and how did you get involved in it? So I initially started during COVID. Um, we started off with just the date nights in a box. Of course, everyone's at home. You have to be in the house. You're trying to find something to do to keep you guys busy. So I initially started off with the date nights in a box. Um, I had to transition out of a cleaning company just because again, COVID, I have two girls. School shut down. You have to be there to take care of the kids. They can't take care of themselves. Um, so I transitioned into date night boxes. Uh, creating baskets is something that I love in general, just for family members um, when it comes to holidays. So I took that passion and my time at home with my girls and I created the date nights in a box. Luckily, society is getting a bit back to normal, thankfully. So we've implemented the date night services to kind of support those customers who are wanting to get back out there and enjoy being outside again. So it was almost like necessity then, sounds like to me. Um, a bit, a bit just in reference to the situation. Like me, like a lot of people, COVID changed a lot of things for me. Um, so it made me really have to change with it in order to keep up with the circumstances it was putting all of us in. Right, right. And you mentioned cleaning, cleaning. were you doing a cleaning business as well before COVID? Correct. So before COVID, I was cleaning. Um, I actually started my cleaning company two years prior to that. So I had had it going on three years during the pandemic. 
um, initially I did keep on cleaning, but again, with everything shutting down and then there were so many different variants. And at that time it was still very fresh. I had two young girls. I just was like, okay, this might not be the best thing for me right now. So I needed to make a change, especially with wanting to make sure I did what was best for my girls and their safety. Um, being so young at that time, they hadn't implemented vaccines for that age and different things like that. So what did you learn from your cleaning business that you implemented into your current business? Customer service and networking. Um, customer service is big. Being there for your customers and making them feel important and making sure that they know they're a priority is huge. It's phenomenal for any business that you have. And the networking, like you said, we met at networking. A lot of contacts and a lot of customers that I meet come from networking. Um, so you mentioned any advice that I, or sometimes I like to give advice, shall I say, network, 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 network. That is going to be your biggest benefit in reference to business. So can you explain what networking means in your opinion and how it has benefited you and your business? Yes, so networking in my opinion is not just going to the events in reference to meeting people. You start there, go to the events, meet people, exchange contact information, but then reach out later and get to know these individuals, build a relationship and build a line of communication. So even if they don't need you at that moment, maybe down the line they will, or they know someone who needs you, but going to the events is just not enough. They meet a lot of people at the events. You meet a lot of people at events. You actually have to create a relationship with these individuals to actually really do business um and then how it's benefited my business is it's opened up clientele and it's also opened up resources as a business owner anytime that you can have an opportunity like this where i can talk about my business and let people know what's going on it's phenomenal and this came from networking we met at an event i reached out said hey let's get to know each other a little bit more and you said hi i have this opportunity so networking is always beneficial all the way around that's right. Everybody wins, right? Yes. <laughs> so one thing you mentioned is customer service. One thing I'm big on is customer service because without customers, you don't have a business. Is that fair to say? <laughs> very fair to say. <laughs> now, when I go to stores, I am very watchful of how people treat me because, again, I'm. I mean, service is important. No matter whether what kind of business you're in, service is important. Like you mentioned earlier. Talk about some times where you have not experienced good service and when you have that experience, did you go back to that company or, or not? So I agree with you. Um, I don't, maybe it's a part of us being in business, but I'm very big on customer service. There is, I love ice cream um, and I have two girls, they love ice cream. So there's a local ice cream shop um, that I went to and the service wasn't good. And I just chose not to go back um, because I'm big on supporting small businesses because I'm a small business owner. I love going into those shops, but if I'm not welcomed, um, then I don't feel like I should continue to come and provide my my money. You know, I work hard for my money and I don't want to spend it with someone who doesn't make me feel wanted. Um, so I feel like customer service is very big. Whether you are giving or receiving the customer service, it's very important. I agree, I agree. So what can you tell people in terms of service? How would you like to be served in? I mean, like give some, some tips or examples how You've seen service that care have been improved and then what people could do to make it make it better. 
the one thing that I see in general, and I would say as a business owner, as a individual, one of the things that I see very often that people don't realize is response. If a customer calls you, they want to hear it back from you within a reasonable amount of time. If you walk into a restaurant and you sit down, you want someone to greet you in a reasonable amount of time. If you're checking out, you want someone to come show up in a reasonable amount of time. So I think leaving people until you get ready, it can be very inconsiderate on the other person's behalf because you don't know what's going on in their life. Um, and I think that when you do that, it kind of gives them an alert or a red flag that you're not concerned with what's going on in their life. Mm, mm. So uh, for me, I try to give people benefit of the doubt, especially with mm -hmm. black businesses, because people are, we already have the stigma as not being get service or get quality. So we already have stigma. So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But just because somebody's a black business doesn't mean that I'm going to always be a customer because if service isn't good, I'm not giving you my service. It doesn't matter what kind of business you are, what your background is. Service is service. Treat people the way, not the, the, the way that they, that they want to be treated, basically. So in terms of your, your business now, how have you had to change in terms of people going back to, I guess, being back to normalcy? What have you changed your business to pivot? So I implemented my date night planning services. Initially, like I said, we just did the boxes because of COVID. Um, but as people have transitioned into going back out, we've provided this service to make sure that we're there for everyone, uh, regardless of what direction you want to go in. Some people still want to take the date nights in a box and they want to be able to do it at home. Some people want to go out and they want to be able to see what uh, hot spots or new restaurants are in the area. Um, so, and also in reference to creating boxes that can be enjoyed outside. So we're working on a picnic box. So it's something that you can do it in your backyard. You can do it at a park. It's up to you. It's really um, a big part of my business is making sure that the customer feels that each experience is catered to them. You know, I don't want you to feel like um, you get a cookie cut experience. I want you to feel like I thought of this date or this box for you. This is for you. And then my next customer, this will be for you. Each experience is supposed to really be based around the customer, their wants and their needs. So in your opinion, how can you make this scalable? In my opinion, in reference to being scalable, we are growing, building our customer base, and then eventually we'll bring more people on and actually outsource um, because we do date night setup. So eventually the plan is to be able to have people in different areas so that you'll have someone that's immediately available that can set your date night up right there in your town, opposed to right now we're kind of scheduling. If you want me to come, we have to talk about it and see when it can be when this can happen and things like that. But I actually wanna be able to move into having someone in the area um, and then just growing and scaling the business in general. We're online, we have a website as well as on Amazon. So being able to grow our presence in both areas is something that we are doing right now. All right, so what are you doing locally to get known in your area? 
so in reference to locally of course the same networking um i think that people believe it's overrated but i think that it does a lot of work it's old school flyers um handing out business cards um and then in reference to events i'm actually working on a couples event that i will be doing in october and it is actually going to be the funds are going to be dedicated to domestic violence that's why we're doing it in october domestic violence awareness month so just really getting out there and connecting with my community um also in reference to our boxes and our date night planning services we are always looking to connect with other businesses that we can use in reference to our date night planning services or some of our date night boxes just really building a community because as you grow as i grow we grow so i'm really big on community awesome so i like that with the domestic violence that's something that's important i mean i'm sure you i mean being a single mom you want to be able to help people in those situations too so that's, that's kudos to you guys so in terms Thanks. of your business in terms of the technology how are you going to take you know, technology to, to leverage your business? Uh, use that to oh. leverage. No, no, we are 100% online. So technology is a huge part of our business um, because we don't have a brick and mortar. We're 100% online. And then of course, like most businesses, we use social media to connect with our customers and to build brand awareness. Down the line, we would like to actually, or there is conversation in reference to creating an app that would allow you to see couples events that are in your area. Mm -hmm. uh, so technology, like for any business in the 2000s is extremely important just because we're a technology-based society, whether people want to accept it or not, we really and truly are. So what are some of the challenges you faced and how have you overcome them? So in reference to my business, I would say some of the challenges come with just the normal, I guess, ups and downs of a business, honestly. Business is not always easy. You know, you have to put in a lot of work. Sometimes you're going to be, it's gonna be feel like it's easy, but then sometimes it's not. And like anyone, you just have to keep pushing through those times where it's not. You get a customer that you have done everything in your power, but they're not happy. And as business owners, when you're passionate, that hurts. People don't think that it hurts, but it does, it really bothers you. But you just keep pushing through that and you do whatever you can to uh, fix that situation to make sure that the customer understands, I see where you're coming from. I don't want you to feel brushed off. I'm here to rectify rectify the situation in any way that I can, um, but just pushing through it. Uh, one of the one of my favorite people in reference to business is actually Rihanna. And someone asked her a quote and they said, what do you do on the days where you just don't feel good enough and you just don't feel like doing it? And she said, I pretend, I pretend. No one needs to know that you don't feel like it. <laughs> so, so you I, fake it, you fake it, huh? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of you being an expert in your field, how can you, Talk to people who may not feel like they are good enough to do a business. Talk about that. So everyone is good enough for a business. Every single person, every single person is good enough for a business. Every single person has a talent. And just because you are not the best at it when you start, doesn't mean you can't be the best when you finish. If I am very um, passionate or 
I'm very passionate about people listening to inspirational things and what you allow yourself to be consumed by. So anyone that you follow that you like, look at them and they're going to say, I wasn't the best when I started. I was not the best. The greatest will always say I wasn't the best when I started, but I put in the work and I put in the effort to become the best. So start it. You don't have to be perfect. The Simpsons looked terrible when they were first released. Now look at them. They're one of the biggest cartoons in the world. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be started. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So you mentioned <laughs> that you have two children, your mom, single mom, right? Yes, I am. Ooh. Talk about <laughs> that. How do you... Not- I guess the word is balance, but I guess there's no balancing act with two kids and a single mom. <laughs> How do you tackle all those things, being a single mom, taking care of the children, homework, dinner, grocery shopping, and then, then again, running the business? How do you do all those things? So I would say allow the things, allow those things to motivate you um, and allow those things to be a part of your business. My girls, Sometimes uninvitedly, sometimes they are invited. They pop into meetings and people are very aware that I'm a mother. When I'm going out and I'm looking for new ideas or I'm looking uh, to connect with certain clients where I know it's okay, I involve them. So my daughters have the business bug now. Um, Involve them in what you're doing as much as you can, but also children are very smart. If you let them know, hey, I need this hours so that I can work because if I don't work, we don't have any money. They're gonna be like, okay. Okay, I want toys, I want this, I'm gonna give you a few hours, but involve them in what you're doing and don't let it, no matter what you have, no matter what you're dealing with, don't let it make you feel as though you can't do what it is that you want to do. Again, there are so many people, so many people out there to show you that regardless of what you've got going on, it's possible. And I always think there are so many people with so many things that are a bit more difficult to deal with than me and they're making it happen so how dare i sit back and say oh because of this i can't or because of that i can't they're dealing with 10 times more than me and they're making it happen so that says to me step your game up and get in there and do what you gotta do oh so no excuses right no excuses (laughs) in your opinion what do you think that holds people back from being an entrepreneur because I honestly everyone isn't meant to be an entrepreneur of course it's that hard like you said but in reference to that like what do you think helps people back from stepping out to do a business so I will say correct entrepreneurship is hard and it's not for everyone like you said first and foremost some people just don't want to do it some people are just comfortable with working their job and getting their paycheck. And that is absolutely fine because to be honest, you need those people. Um, Businesses need those people. So there are some people who just, they don't wanna do that and that's okay. And I think um, the second part of it is self-sabotage. I watched a video from Marcel Benson, the owner of Benson Watch. Uh, Benjamin Watch Company, he was saying self-sabotage. A lot of times you jump into something because you're like super excited. You're like, this is going to work. I've got a great idea. I'm passionate about it. But when you jump into it, the experience or the hard work that comes with it, it doesn't feel as great <laughs> as the idea. So then you're deterred by the process. 
And I think that's where the no excuses, the just sticking through it, the fake it till you make it, that's where it comes in. You have to show up even when you don't want it. Even when you don't want to show up, you have to put in the effort even when you don't want to put it in because at the end of the day, it is up to us. If you keep going long enough, it will work. It may take some time, but it will work. <laughs> How important is having people around you that have your vision, your dream, your passion support you? How important is that? Extremely important extremely important i believe that you should surround yourself with people who support you and people you can learn from um it is much easier for someone to get you to deter from your dreams than it is for you to get them on board with your dreams if they don't want to be on board that is okay you just keep on going and hopefully they jump on board before it's too late but i think supporting yourself with like-minded people is extremely important which goes back to networking that's why networking is so important because you're mingling with like-minded people you're able to exchange ideas with like-minded people and you're able to obtain information that you didn't have from like-minded people so you always want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who can see the beauty in you and also uplift you and make sure you don't have yes men you need some people that are good okay with saying no that's not a good idea i don't like it those people are wonderful now how do you respond when somebody says no to you i mean you want people like that but of course we don't want people to agree with us but having that yes man or woman is not always good talk about that so it's wonderful to have people who support you. It's wonderful to have people who uplift you. However, when someone truly supports you and wants to uplift you, they're also going to be there to say, I don't think that that's a good idea. And you have to be willing to at least hear the information and reflect upon it. I'm not gonna say take it to heart and just automatically move upon it because it's your business, it's your baby, it's your passion. So in, take the information, internalize it, reflect on it. And if you feel after doing that, that maybe this is not a good idea and I should pause, then do that. But after, if you still feel the same passion, you can go back to that person and say, I thank you, I appreciate you, I thought about it, but I'm still gonna do what I feel like is the best thing for me. And I think having different perspectives is important too. That way you can see your different sides of people's stories and then get input. I was reading a book recently and it was basically saying, lift, say, you want to reach up, not down, or lateral. Meaning you want to have people who are above you, excelling, doing better than you are. So you mentioned Rihanna earlier. Yes. If she wants, if she, if she, how has someone else in your life or who or one person who inspired you to become an entrepreneur? My mother. Um from the earliest point, my mother. So that's another reason that I involved my girls is my mom had a nonprofit for years. I mean, a, a nice little chunk of my life. Um, and I just remember being able to go to work with her and answering phones and watching her be the boss. And I said, you know what? I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be the boss. I want to be able to run my show. Um, and then as I've gotten older, I've been able to do that. And I've also been able to make sure that community is something very important to me. So always making sure that, making sure to implement that in my business, um, but for sure. And then 
Rihanna definitely is, uh, for me, a huge influence. She is a young black female billionaire. I mean, yes, she kudos to her, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And one of my, well, I guess I have some, but one of my guys is Jay Z because the yeah. guy's a billionaire. Him, oh, Michael Jordan. Those guys are examples to me of billionaire. And then also Rihanna, you know, African Americans doing things, taking responsibility for the lives, no matter where they've been, they've taken life out of range, basically. So before we wrap up, you have any final thoughts about business, money, life in general? You got the floor. Um, so my last thoughts would be don't be, and this is something that advice given to me and I use it, but don't be afraid to fail. It's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay if it doesn't work out perfectly. Don't be afraid to fail because that's probably what's holding you back from being the best version of yourself. Mm. And we learn from failure. It's just like experiments, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So Jessica, how can people find out about your business online, website, social media handles? Yes. So my business is Thoughtless Thoughtful Gifts. You can, that, that's our website, www.thoughtlessthoughtfulgifts.com and Thoughtless Thoughtful Gifts on all social media. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you just type in Thoughtless Thoughtful Gifts and you will find us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is the Your Money Hour podcast. Jessica, thank you for your time and appreciate you being a guest on my show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. You're welcome.